Renegades. Check it out. I want to let you know something. Before I had a podcast, I so badly wanted a podcast, but my brain with all of its thinking thoughts was like, you don't know how to do that. And that sounds like a lot of work. Well, guess what? It wasn't once I found out about Anchor. Anchor allows for you to record your podcast. It's super easy. You just use their platform. They distribute it to all of your other platforms like Apple, Spotify, Stitch. And um, let me tell you, one thing I did learn, there's a lot of platforms out there and you do not want to sit around taking your time uploading your episodes one by one. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone. Right now, I'm recording this from my phone. Not to mention the tools like the music, like intro music and little sound effects. Like, how fun is that? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go now. If you're at least, if you've ever thought, I want a podcast, I'm telling you, it's really this e- easy. Anchor.fm. Go to the Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm and make it happen. I did it. You can definitely do it. This is Ashley M. Kelsch, and you're listening to Modern Renegades, a life coaching podcast for the person who isn't interested in playing it safe and is ready to question everything they've ever been taught. Each week, we will explore tools and concepts that inspire us to ask, seek, and feel. Your mind will open up to new ideas and beliefs that are not for the norm. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Hello, my sweet, loving renegades. How are you? Um, I promised you a podcast episode about my new favorite F word, which is failing. And I'm actually not going to be recording that right now due to the fact that um, when I was going to record it, I had spilled coffee on my keyboard, which led me to think that I couldn't work. And I think we can all acknowledge now that that's sort of weird because I don't need a keyboard to talk. Um, Granted, I type things out. So there's a little organizational stuff that was supposed to go on or that does go on when I'm preparing my episodes. Anyway, I didn't have a computer. And over the weekend, I was in New York and I'm so fucking happy that I couldn't use my computer because I had to boycott work altogether. I didn't have, I didn't have the whole Wi-Fi working, so I couldn't talk to my clients. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything except for just be there. And I ended up experiencing, um, as I've sort of mentioned on my social media, the most profound experience of my life aside from childbirth. And I, of course, plan on getting into that in the next uh, couple weeks. I'm still trying to find the language to describe what happened and how I'm feeling about it. And I, that word verklempt, or is it verklempt? Verklempt? Verklempt. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, it's, there's no word, there are no words right now. Um, and until I get those words, we're just going to all have to wait patiently. And I mean, what else are we going to do, right? Like besides wait patiently (laughs) for things to happen when they're supposed to happen. Um, And, you know, it's obvious that something more important came up for me to discuss with you because that's just the way life is. I realized that, yes, failing is essential. I didn't realize that. We all know failing is essential to success. It is a key to making things happen. And learning how to do that is so 
important, um, but also feelings. And the stories that we tell ourselves in our lives are also incredibly important. And I had an experience um, earlier this week that it was like a two by four um, hit me across the face, but I didn't feel the pain of it. It was more like I woke up. So let's just call it like a really light, fluffy pillow. Or maybe it was like somebody being like, Psst, hey, hey, here's another way of looking at things. And I was like, oh, show me more. <laughs> so that's what this episode is about. And um, I'm just going to get into it. And today I'm sort of going to read to you as if I was telling you this story in my story time telling voice that I've never really used with kids or anyone else, but for you, it's special. This is what I'm, um, I'm doing now, apparently. Story time voice. So let's get into it. I'm calling this, you mean like friends? Remember when you were younger and someone would do something and it would hurt your feelings? But instead of being hurt or sad, you would get angry, mad, or hateful. And you would look for all the reasons why you were so pissed, how you had every right to be. Well, that was me a few weeks ago. It was kind of amazing, really. Not the anger or rage, but the absolute absence of awareness around the entire situation. After the Boy Scout and I broke up in December, his first questions were, now what? How do we move forward? I was like, what do you mean? Like, be friends? Well, yeah, I'm closer to you than most people, and you know so much about me. I don't think we have to end that part. Um, yeah, we weren't friends before, so why would I be your friend now? I don't do that. We dated, now we aren't. We aren't anything. It seemed pretty cut and dry until a week or two later I thought, okay, maybe we can be friends. I don't know. What's the big deal? Which is always cute. It seemed so innocent at the time. You mean you told me you love me, but you don't want to be with me, but you want to be my friend? Yeah, let's try that. Let's be friends. So I decided to call him, and we talked. Like we always talked, but without the normal, whose place are we staying at and when can I suck your face off? You know, like friends. It all seemed fine and normal until I realized my mind couldn't help but read into things. And can we all agree that this is the real bitch? Having this mind, thinking all the thoughts, watching it all play out knowing we can't stop it. It's almost as if the watcher is entertained by the ego. You mean like friends? So he'd say the things, and I would wonder why he would say that and remind myself we were just friends, and that it's all I wanted, but it's not not nice to hear that he still thinks I'm hot. I played this out for a week, maybe longer, I even felt like I had some sort of control over who was rejecting who now, if that makes sense. He would imply something, and I would respond with, that's not going to happen. We're friends. Then I started to feel annoyed, agitated, if you will. I mean, being friends is like a two-way street, and this doesn't feel that way. It feels like he gets a friend from me, but what am I getting? I started to feel used. I started telling myself this is exactly how the entire relationship was, all on his terms. We spent time when he wanted. We went out when he was free. We shared feelings when he led. This isn't friends. This is one-sided. As a matter of fact, he's shady. Something isn't adding up here. 
You don't just tell someone you love them and then a week later say you don't want to be in a relationship. Something must have happened. Or he's a sociopath. The people in my life would never just pull the rug out from under me, friends or otherwise. He's not telling me something. There's a part of the story I'm missing. Fuck this friendship. He's shady and I don't have shady friends. Ironically, he called me later that day, which I found to be sus. He must be feeling guilty, is what I thought to myself. I composed myself. Despite my ego and soap opera role-playing, I'm very non-confrontational. I told him in my soft, shaky voice, I didn't think we should be friends. He was shocked. I was shocked that he was shocked. To this day, I don't think I've ever had someone fight so hard for my friendship. It confused me. I told myself he was doing it so he could feel better about himself. When I told him... Things just didn't add up. I told him friendship isn't one-sided, and that's what this felt like. I told him friends don't just walk away from friends without doing the work. He asked the questions, so now what? How do we move forward? I said the same way you did before you knew me, as if I wasn't in your life. A non-friend. If I see you, I'll say hi, but otherwise, just go on with your life. A few days went by. I started to feel better. I knew the boundaries I placed were necessary. I was inspired. I would make out with a stranger. I felt alive. And then I saw him a few weeks later, like literally almost ran into him, and he hugged me. And then I awkwardly criticized him in his CrossFit community. I was bothered that I was bothered. The next day I told someone I saw him and that I didn't think I even wanted to say hi to him next time. I definitely didn't want to hug. It was not consensual. And let us just pause for a moment. I am embarrassed. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Do not think that I'm proud of this behavior. But you all know that I'm here for humanity. And I'm so I'm willing. I'm willing to share this part of my brain and experience. Because if I can just save one of you. <laughs> so anyway, on, I'm on the phone with my friend. Tea is spilling everywhere. When the moment I didn't know I'd been waiting for happened. The proof. I was given some information about him. I was right. He was shady. I felt vindicated, justified, right, and a little sick. I caution you, being right isn't always fun. I spent the rest of the day spinning in my brain. I knew it. I wanted to tell him horrible things. I wanted him to know I knew. I wanted him to know he is horrible. I wanted him to feel horrible. But I couldn't. So instead, I called him to schedule the delivery of a piece of furniture that we've been negotiating. And in my most don't-tell-him-what-you-know-but-let-him-know-you-know voice, I said, Hey, the next time you see me, don't hug me. It's really unnecessary. And then I hung up. I went to bed sick with pride that night, vowing to move on. It was finally over. I could rest. And I did. I woke up indifferent, inspired by one of the greats, T. Swift, it isn't love, it isn't hate, it's indifference. And over the last few weeks, I have felt cleared of it all. I manifested my makeout sesh with a stranger, a trip to Hawaii, so much more. And then along came Tuesday, you know, like four days ago, where my mind just isn't working the way that it used to. It's, well, it's like operating from a new software update. I needed to inform the Boy Scout of the location change for the pickup of that piece of furniture I was referring to earlier, this 600 pound of matter that has kept us connected. After my initial text, I 
decided to call. It was sort of out of body as I dialed and I breathed and I had no anxiety around what was happening and then he answered and it was easy. We talked briefly about Kobe Bryant's passing and how it prompted introspection for him over the weekend and he spoke to me about all the ugly things that I once wanted to scream at him but from his perspective without me saying anything and I was filled with compassion. My voice became one that was soft and gentle as I told him that me pushing him out of my life a few weeks ago had nothing to do with him, that though there was this supposed thing that had happened, I only used it as my excuse and justification to be mad and block him from my life, that it wouldn't have mattered. I was reaching for anything, to prove he was the awful person, and I wasn't, to feel relief that I was no longer with him. I wanted to control the situation rather than just feel sad or rejected or whatever the feelings were at the time. That none of that mattered and had absolutely nothing to do with him. All of this just came out in a way that actually surprised me. I'd had a story in my mind and I needed to be right rather than hurt. I was the one lying to myself the entire time. I wanted the focus to be on anything but what I was feeling and how I was showing up. This was the truth. I can see it now. I can actually understand it. I cannot judge it. He apologized for the hurt he caused and offered to be here for me as a friend, and that if I needed anything, he was here for me. I told him that he didn't owe me anything, that my experience was exactly what I needed, that I chose it. It was perfect, and that I looked forward to being friends. And then I took him up on his offer, and I asked him to schedule my hair appointment with our shared barber. Renegades, I can joke about the experience now and 100% see how I was projecting my thoughts on the situation, but when it was happening, I couldn't fucking see straight. And it felt horrible. Here's the reality. When we're angry, mad, or resentful towards other people... They can't actually feel what our emotion is. And if they could, maybe this would be a different scenario. But the reality is, we, the individual, experience it. Now, I'm not going to be a dick and recommend that you just love and accept everyone and everything around you, unless you can. And if you can, then do that. Because love always feels better. But that may take some time. So what I do want to recommend, as a good go-to, is this one from Martha Beck. Not only do I practice this, but I preach it to my clients all the time. Number one, drop an anchor. Full stop to the story. Get present in the moment. Number two, never stop learning. When you're in a thought loop, you cannot gather new information. And we all know, old is cozy. Get present in your reality. That way you can fact check. Treat the story like a research paper and look for all the contradictions. Three, insist on the truth. Look at the belief and change it. This is your doorway to freedom. Four, put all your energy into your life's work. Once you stop focusing on the story, you can focus on your life. My personal advice is this, be selfish and focus on you for just a minute. Love the fuck out of yourself. Take the focus off of them and give yourself the light for just 60 seconds. 
take a break from the story. Trust me, it's not going anywhere. You either focus solely on your breath or think of something that makes you feel good. You can do that for just a minute. And if you can't, message me. I'll take you there. Until next week, renegades, I'm sending you a lot of love, massive amount of consensual hugs, and don't forget, no complaining unless it's conscious. Oh, and one more thing. You're beautiful. And there we have it, y'all. Another week down shattering beliefs. Are you here for it? You're here for it. Obviously, I'm definitely here for it. Listen, this is the part where I ask that you do me a solid and you head on over to my website, www.ashleymkelsch.com and click on that podcast button. You can go there and you can leave your comments or ask questions about the podcast that maybe you have. Um, And as always, Apple, Spotify, uh, Anchor, head on over to that. Subscribe, five stars. My reviews could use your words. Uh, sharing is caring. You got to spread the word, right? So I need your help in doing that. I appreciate your support and you're tuning in and you're telling your friends. And until next week, watch those thoughts. Oh, oh, oh.